Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Memorial Day Ted and Austin Brower Show edition. I hope you guys are having an absolutely wonderful day today on this glorious Monday. And just want to remember everybody who has fought and died for this country on Memorial Day. And remember, I saw this quote from Patton, and I'll, I'll take, he went on for a while with it, but Dad sent to me this morning, and he said, they would want you to go to the lake. They would want you to go to the beach. It's basically, this is what it was talking about at the beginning of it. And they would want you to go fishing and enjoy your friends. And what Patton said was, he goes, it is foolish and wrong to mourn the men and women that died. Rather, we should thank God such men lived. And always remember that today. Remember what today's about and why these men fought and died so hard all the way back for the last hundreds of years now. And Regardless if you saw the communist bobblehead in the White House, including Biden and Kamala and their comments, I'm not even going to repeat because they just blatantly desecrated and disrespected the entire American populace and the military and everybody that died for this country. And that was done on purpose, by the way. That wasn't an accident that they put those tweets out that were so basically dry and cold and completely disrespectful. That was intentional. They did that. But remember... What they do doesn't have to reflect our stance, our beliefs, and our remembrance of what happened. Because remember, nobody's coming to save us now. This is the American populace. We're back on it again, and it is now again our point where we have to stand up and we have to support one another that are also fighting in this fight right now. So again, on this Memorial Day, remember why we celebrate it, and remember – we need to remember those individuals and not mourn them because they died, but remember what they were as men and why they did what they did and try to emulate and follow in their footsteps as far as standing up for what they truly believed in. And they're willing to do anything, anything to protect this great country and its residents that lived here. So, again, thank you for supporting that. On Memorial Day. Hope you guys are having an awesome, safe weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman show on Friday. Had a great show on Friday. And I saw something earlier today, and I'm going to let Dad take it in here a second, because I've noticed that a lot of people have been discussing stuff, what's going on with their phones, their new phones. You know, these basically what these are. These are just slave tracking monitors you guys have heard me say that so has dad before these iphones these androids they're becoming more and more advanced to the point that it's needlessly advanced right i mean in reality what do you really need your phone for you need to probably make phone calls make texts and you know access emails work stuff so forth. that's really what you may need it for and then you have a few little apps or something but lana and i and ted were talking yesterday and you know, Lana was talking about these different platforms and how, you know, some of them aren't working right. And I said, well, yeah, I said, the reason why is they're testing all this advanced technology with these phone systems. They're pushing it way further than we ever needed or will need it, essentially, in reality of what we're doing. But what they're testing on right now and what they're getting these systems ready for is to develop an integration with the Neuralink. They've been very clear about this, what they're trying to do. That's why 6G is supposed to be implemented by the end of this decade. They want full 6G integration by 2030. I've talked about this in detail before. 5G was a base stepping stone for 6G. 6G is going to be the Internet of Things. 6G is going to be the holographic displays. 6G is going to be the Neuralink tie-in. 
And if you guys saw last month, Elon Musk's Neuralink company released a video of a primate who had been implanted with the Neuralink technology playing the game Pong with his thoughts on the screen. Now, it was kind of, you know, it didn't have any advanced stuff and it wasn't insanely crazy what he was doing. But when you think about that technology, they have a monkey now, they're implanting a Neuralink into his brain and he's able to play a Pong game on a video with his thoughts. Guys, we're right on the cusp of rolling out this AI cyborg hybrid mindset that they're trying to put into place. And the issue that a lot of people have discussed now, including psychologists and proponents of freedom and not having everything tracked, is what's really going to become a problem with this is your innermost thoughts and data and biometric data are essentially not only going to be monitored, they're going to be sold to the highest bidder. We've already seen this with social media platforms and Facebook and the targeted marketing, how they follow you around and Google and the cookies and everything, all that stuff. You guys, if you've researched, you haven't researched it, look it up. That's why a lot of times if people don't have their apps turned off or they don't have their permissions turned off, every time you go on a different platform, they have all these different ads of stuff you've looked at or stuff you're thinking about or stuff you've searched for. It's nauseating. That's what they're going to do with your mind, your thoughts. But what they're also going to be able to do that a lot of people haven't talked about, they're going to be able to change and control the direction of things where you go as far as in your mind. So if you're really trying to get on the right track, if they say you're really trying to do well or you're really trying to clean up, they're going to make sure they drop in pornographic images that accidentally get uploaded or they're going to put in bad thoughts that you don't need to be going there they will have full access to your brain what you do and what they want you to do at any and all times if you look at the Neuralink technology it's very very candid on what it's designed to do it's designed to integrate your brain into a biometric internet of things where your phone at all times can be connected to it because 99% of people have their phone with them all the time. This is why I told everybody I was so adamant about when they tried to push the COVID tracing apps last summer. I said, do not under any circumstances give those things permission or allow them to function on your phone. In fact, in most cases, if you go out, just leave your phone at home. Because what they were doing was they were rolling in the first stage of letting everybody know, hey, guess what? We're going to track you, monitor, find out who you're around, how close you are to certain people. Everywhere you go, we're going to monitor what you do. We're not even going to hide it and act like we don't do it anymore like Homeland Security does. We're just going to flat out do it in front of you. This is where they're taking it right now. So when you see all this stuff coming out with the newest, latest, greatest technology, with the the smart You know, AC systems and the smart refrigerators, the Aleskas and all these other home things. Guys, when you start bringing this technology into your house and you start allowing microphones to sit in your home, I've already told you in detail the whole Aleska thing that they have with Amazon. I've I've never even used one. I don't want to use one. I don't even like being around them. They automatically record everything that's going on. And they lie to you and say they don't. They only pick up keywords. But as we've seen in numerous situations, people's private conversations in some cases have been recorded and then sent to people in their contact list that has been downloaded in their cloud because, well, that's what it does. It records and monitors everything you do. Maintain the level of privacy you can as much as you can for as long as you can because it's an all-out war on your freedom and your privacy. So I kind of wanted to get that out there, Dad. And remember, all these, all these people, all these American soldiers, everybody that fought and died for this country, do you really think 
that they would be okay with this, what we're seeing now? Do you really think majority of them would be supportive of this? A full interactive spying campaign on your phones? A Neuralink tying into your phone so maybe they can make every thought of man evil all the time as it was in Genesis 6? I don't think they would. It's just my personal opinion. They're looking for they can see what you're trying to you know bring into your brain into your mind and they start sending the other things like you know the hottest NFL cheerleaders yeah also that pops up you go oh wow that'd be kind of good to look at I mean I wonder who the hottest NFL cheerleaders are boom you click on it and you know quite frankly at that point you got to be really careful because you're about two steps away from some pretty hardcore pornography if you're not careful stay away from that stuff and keep your cookies turned off so they don't send you all those triggers. That's what they're called in psychology. They're called triggers, triggering thoughts, triggering images. And they know. They know that they, they sent us Playboy magazine. They gave us that through the Frankfurt School with Hugh Hefter back in the 50s, something like 70 years ago now. They know that a lot of young men looked at Playboy magazines. They know that a lot of young men had subscriptions to Playboy magazines. They know that these young men have hard wires in their brain that if they see certain images, they're triggered. That's what they're called. They're called triggers. And just avoid the triggers. Avoid all of that stuff. It's like showing you a pizza commercial. And, you know, you love pizza, but you're 100 pounds overweight. You think, well, i got to go get me a pizza. Well, no, you're 100 pounds overweight. You really don't need a pizza. All right. If you want to take a fat pill, eat a pizza. They're like unbelievably fattening. So all of these things are done continually to you. It's all part of psychological programming and conditioning. It's like right now with General Flynn. General Flynn saying that we need to have a uprising like they had in Burma this this year, back in February, January, February of this year, which they overthrew the government again in Burma. And remember, that's Southeast Asia. That's right next to Thailand. That's right next to Cambodia. That's right next to Vietnam. That's right back right next to Laos. This is Southeast Asia. This is where we had our big war with the Vietnamese back in the 60s, which was all about drugs in Southeast Asia. And they were spraying the fields of poppy there with Agent Orange to basically destroy production of poppy so they would have to compete with the CIA and the sale of illicit drugs around the world. Do your research, guys. I don't make this stuff up. I mean, Burma right now, right now, Burma produces 647 metric tons of heroin every single year. They've got 37,000 hectares or approximately 140 square miles of just poppy production in Burma right now in Myanmar. And so we have to understand that this is competing against the Afghan heroin, which is a 1,000 square miles of poppy production being run by our CIA and different drug organizations around the world. This is how they fund their black ops, and all this stuff's got to go back to it. Now, General Flynn basically is saying, oh, we need to have a, you know, a coup in the United States like we had with Miramar. Now they're talking about basically, how should I say, you know, you know, court martialing him for what he said about saying this about the United States. And we have to remember, General Flynn is a hardcore supporter of Israel Zionist. He's a hardcore Zionist. We were at the meeting just the other night and he was talking at a meeting for the county that we had here and they brought him in via Skype. And he's a hardcore Zionist. He's a hard promoter of Israel. He's all about the greater Israeli project, the greater Israel project. And so we have to always look at these actors on the stage as to who they really are and what they really believe. And remember, it was Kushner, Jared Kushner, the hardcore Shabbat Kabbalist, who told General Flynn to make the calls about the Israel-UN vote. 
Remember, this is why he, this is why the Flynn originally got into trouble, if you remember. A lot of people don't realize this. Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law, called Michael Flynn in December 2016 and told him to call members of the UN Security Council in an effort to stop a vote on a resolution critical of Israeli settlement policy, according to a person who was president of the room when Flynn took the call. Flynn then called Russia. Here we go. That's what started his whole mess. Then ambassador to the United States to seek his assistance and later lied. There we go. Just don't talk to these guys. Lied to the FBI about having done so. According to documents filed in federal court Friday by special counsel Robert Mueller that explains Flynn's guilty plea of lying to federal agents. The documents do not say on whose behalf Flynn contacted Sergei Kilask, the Russian ambassador, identified the person only as a very senior member of the presidential transition team, which was Jared Kushner. But a Trump transition official who was in the room where Flynn took the call, according to the upcoming U.N. Security Council vote, said it was Kushner. Jared called Flynn and told him you need to get on a phone to every member of the Security Council and tell them to delay the vote against Israel, Kushner said. If confirmed, that call would bring prosecutors one step closer to Kushner, who also serves as senior advisor to Trump. But you never heard Kushner get dragged into any of this stuff, did you? Why? Because Jared Kushner is a hardcore Kabbalist. He's a he's a member of a basically it's a Jewish supremacy cult is what it is. We can call it whatever we want to call it, but that's exactly what it is. It's all based on the Kabbalah and the Zohar. And we need to understand who these guys are. This Kabbalist group, they hate Gentiles. They really do. They hate people who are not Kabbalists, who are not Jews. They consider Gentiles to be insects whose only purpose is to serve them or die. They actually say that Gentiles are animals without souls in their eyes. And basically they're saying that the Kabbalists have a right to rule the world, and they're using Shabbat to do it. It's a, it's a doomsday cult is what it is. So wants to be, they want to rebuild the third temple, and they want to basically bring their Antichrist out of the third temple. And this is the group that runs the world. And it's blatantly in your face. It's blatantly in your face. They combine Kabbalah with Satanism. They do this as a means to weaken their host nations so they can more easily control their nations by degrading them. Look at Boris Johnson now, the prime minister of England. His long-term girlfriend is basically, how should you say this, she was involved in doing plays in college promoting the teachings of Aleister Crowley as a Satanist. She was basically out there talking, do what thou wilt. Total, complete, and total satanic minion. And, of course, she's dragged Boris Johnson into this now, and he basically had the, quote-unquote, COVID and completely changed his attitude. What do they do? Put him in some type of programming thing that they normally do? Do they use some kind of MK Ultra program on him? I don't know. But this Kabbalist group, this is how they maintain their money monopoly, by breaking down nations, Family, uh, heterosexuality, by teaching everybody that God basically is an hermaphrodite and we all need to be hermaphroditic and get no men's or no women. They, they, they believe they, they, they believe that God has a different different levels of enlightenment through this snake on a tree thing they believe in, and you have to continue to go up and up and up. It's all part of this new world order they're putting together. You know, this is the eye of Sauron, the all-seeing eye, the same thing they put on the back of our dollar bill. This is the group who did this. They are deliberately fomenting a third world war to fulfill their prophecy to bring in the Antichrist. And we have to understand that they really believe that they're going to be the ones ruling the world. Jared Kushner, 
attend a Shabbat house at Harvard. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. A lot of Jews don't believe this. A lot of Jews want these clowns out of power in Israel. A lot of Jews don't want to be involved in any of this. They just want to live their lives and not be involved in being, you know, part of a doomsday cult. Just got to, got to put that out. Because there's only about 200,000 really hardcore members of Shabbat. Now, this wasn't, <laughs> Jared Kushner attended Shabbat house at Harvard. Israel wasn't a political discussion for him. It was his family. It was his life. It was his people. It was all about the Shabbat house at Harvard. Between 2003 and 2013, this man who told Flynn to call up Russia about this vote against industry between 2003 and 2013, his family foundation donated a total of $342,500 to various Shabbat centers. This is the guy who basically is pushing this doomsday cult. And his father was Jared Kushner's father was a career criminal. He was sentenced to 24 months in prison for making illegal campaign donations and witness tampering. We've got to understand this. It's a supremacy cult that serves the New World Order. You could also call it the Illuminati. You could also call it the guys who took down Building Seven. You could also say any of this stuff. That's all the same group. They only have two hundred thousand dollars. It has almost ties almost every powerful government on earth. Why? Because it controls the Rothschild banking cartel that controls the central banks that controls the money supply. We have to understand they work with Mossad. This is the tie in with Jeffrey Epstein to basically blackmail so many of our members of Congress and leaders in the United States. And they promote a supremacist ideology that encourages these guys to do dirty deeds and be ridiculous as far as what they believe in. It's a heretical cult. It was founded in the 18th century Russia. It's a, it's a branch of the Hasidic Judaism. It's a form of Orthodox Judaism that basically promotes the Kabbalah as a path to enlightenment, teaching exclusively to their church members, their synagogue members, the Zohar. That's who they are. It's a satanic creed that erases moral absolutes and believes that God is subjective. That's who these clowns are. And we have to understand who they are. And it grows to prominence under the guidance of a rabbi by the name of Shmir Schneerson. His policy, remember, Jared Kutcher's wife, Ivanka, was talking about Schneerson and praying to him. And his policies led Shabbat through the period of expansion, establishing institutions in over 900 cities around the world. It was the Shabbat synagogue down in Parkland, down in Miami area, when they had the shooting at the school that, quote, unquote, saw the guy that was walking over to Walmart who had nothing to do with the shooting and pointed him out. It was that, This is the same group. This is who they believe they are. They believe that, you know, even though this Schmierson guy died years and years ago, that he's still the great official leader. He basically is the one who they pray to. And so this is what we have to understand. They want to believe that they're going to rule the world under Noahide laws out of the Israeli Supreme Court, out of Jerusalem, not out of Jerusalem, out of Tel Aviv, and that they're going to completely and totally put the entire planet under subjections. You think, well, this is crazy. Well, I understand that. I understand that it's crazy. And I'm going to say it again. Not all Jews believe this. This is only about 200,000 people out of the whole group of Jews you know, that are in the world. The problem is they control the central banks, and they're extremists. And so they're the ones who go out, including people like Alan Dershowitz, who make all their little claims, who's also a Shabbat member. Dershowitz is a premier, basically Kabbalist, you know, who he's rolled out in front of mainstream news cameras across the world, across the world explain basically that 
the folks over at Israel are victims of every massacre that they carry out. I mean, that's what they do. They always make themselves the victim. When they go into Palestine and they kill people in hospitals and they kill little children, this is all because of the Shabbat Mossad influence that runs that country under Benjamin Netanyahu. They say, we had somebody drop a missile on us, so that means we basically had nobody get killed here, but we're going to go kill 5,000 or 10,000 or 100,000 people because somebody thought they might drop a bomb on us that had a balloon attached to it that floated over and exploded with a firecracker in it, so now we're going to go kill everybody. So we're the victims. We have the firecracker drop on us. And I'm not saying that anybody should be dropping firecrackers on anybody. But what I'm saying is it's always blaming somebody else for whatever they do. And it's absolutely nutty when you stop and look at what's going on with these Shabbat centers around the world. And remember, this is why I hammered Jared Kushner so hard. It was so important that you understand that because he is a Shabbat member along with his wife. Ivanka. And these two basically are tied directly to Mossad. And the Shabbat houses all over the country now, all over the world, they provide safe houses and storefronts for Mossad and the criminal activity they're involved in. All of this stuff is just so important that you understand that. For instance, let me give you an example. In March of 1989, U.S. law enforcement rounded up criminal network in Seattle, Los Angeles, New Jersey, Colombia, and Israel that involved the Shabbat house that was involved in money laundering and currency violations. <laughs> Wayne Matson writes, in Bangkok, Israeli military pilots and drivers who stay at the Shabbat house, they're trained the Thai army commandos, drivers, and pilots who are fighting a Muslim succession movement along with the southern border of Malaysia. Bangkok police have long suspected Shabbat House as a center for the Israeli mafia. The Costa Nostra, which runs its ecstasy drugs and ice trade from Bangkok for all of Southeast Asia and East Asia. The Israeli mafia, the Costa Nostra, run through Shabbat, also reportedly runs heroin labs in Myanmar and Burma. That's why I'm talking about Burma earlier, where an Israeli military officer serves in Myanmar's feared military counterintelligence agency. Retaliation attacks against Shabbat Mafia can be seen in the Mumbai terrorist attacks in Tabia. Militants took hostage of the Mumbai Shabbat house and murdered nine Jews, including Rabbi Graviel Hertzberg. So all of this stuff is going on and on and on around us by a doomsday cult that's directly linked to the Kabbalist movement of studying from the Zohar, of teaching the entire world that God is a snake in a tree, and there is no difference between male and females, and everybody has to be a hermaphrodite. And what we're missing here is you've got to go back to 1666 with the Sabbatean movement. It's because of the link to the Jacob Frank, to Frankism, and the religion of Edom, expressing the Frank's psychotic, demonic ramblings to call Rothschild a member of the cult is intellectually hilarious. Does Rothschild go around with a black hat or say, Sama Yazuzul in the morning? No. Rothschild is a Frankist. He basically is a Kabbalist. He basically is a Satanist. But that's what we have to understand who these guys are. We have to understand all of this started in 1666 with the whole thing with Sabatain Zivi. And you guys can go back and do the Wikipedia search on all this stuff. But this is the group, the doomsday cult. And this group has infiltrated Christianity has infiltrated Christianity with Zionism and has basically forced Christians everywhere to believe that without Israel, there could be no return of Christ. The reason the Bible talks about this like it does is because God's omnipresent. 
and he sees what's going to happen with this group, and he understands and he warns us about it. But does that mean we should embrace that ideology? Absolutely not. I've got a friend of mine. He called me this weekend. I've got to be very careful here. And he had a man come on one of his pastor's TV shows, who's a huge TV evangelist, promoting reparations and money for Holocaust survivors. So I'm not even going to go there with any of this. Well, the pastor ended up raising $1.5 million for this Holocaust group and gave them the money. This is a true story. Just not make any of this stuff up. Well, it turns out that the pastor had actually generated over $4 million in this campaign that he had to raise the money. So that wasn't good enough for the $1.5 million. They sued the pastor to get the rest of the money, not even thinking about the fact that the pastor probably spent millions of dollars in TV airtime in order to generate that type of revenue. It's the craziest group you've ever seen. And this is the group that runs the world because they control through Jack and Frank, who brought the Rothschild banking cartel in through this Sabatain Zevi movement hundreds of years ago, the entire world economies. They're the ones who control BlackRock and Vanguard. They're the ones that control 95% of the world's economies and major corporations and the media. It's this group. It's the satanic group. It's the Kabbalists that do this. And I've gone into so much detail over the years with all of this stuff, and i got to just tell you guys, it's so important that we understand who's doing this. The Bible straight calls it out in the book of Revelation. It is the synagogue of Satan. That's who's doing this. Jesus called them out of the book of John, and all of this goes back to the ancient Canaanite religions, ancient worship of Baal, Moloch, and Asherah, and the ancient book of the Zohar, which was written in 72 A.D. after the fall of Jerusalem, which took all of the ancient teachings, including the Solomon's teaching of the Book of the Dead, and put this into the satanic, basically, framework of all world's cults and satanic religions called the Zohar. And that's what these guys teach out of. And it goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 6, just like Austin said, where every thought was evil all of the time. That's how you have to tie the points together. But nobody wants to do that. They want to look at the world stage as a circus show. Pass the popcorn, here come the dancing elephants, and here come the tigers. Let's watch the show and enjoy this. No, it's this group that's the producers, the directors, and the developers of this satanic circus show that we're all watching, wondering why we have no power. This is why. We have to stand firm in the word of God. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. For thou shalt call his name Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of the faith. He is the great I am. And it's through him that we can have stand against these clowns. They have no authority over us, and that's why they hate Christians so much. Because Jesus came to deliver us from the evil one, as he said in the Lord's Prayer. That's why he came. So we wouldn't have to put up with this nonsense anymore. But because they infiltrated the churches... You know, with the Johnson Amendment and infiltrated the churches with the Schofield Reference Bible, they've been teaching us these lies for over a 100 years that we have to support them no matter what they do. No matter how satanic they get, no matter how many gay parades they get, no matter how many abortions they promote, and no matter how many hermaphrodites they create, and how many transgenders they support, we've got to say, go Israel, go. And it's not right, guys. We can't do that. We need to pray for Israel. They will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. But we can't promote a satanic agenda from the Shabbat cult, from the hermaphroditic cult, from the Zohar, or any other group that goes contrary to God's word. We can't do that. 
We've got to understand that. If they want to have the largest gay parade in the world and have the number one homosexual destination in the world via Tel Aviv, we don't need to allow them to put us under Noahide laws and say that the worship of Jesus Christ as a deity is basically idol worship, and they're going to put us to death via guillotine. We don't need to support a group like that. So anyhow, I thought I'd get a little fired up today about that because I started talking about this stuff, and it just aggravates me. Guys, we need to pray for Israel. We need to pray that they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and accept the Messiah they rejected and not some Antichrist they're trying to bring out. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Uh, that's, ex- that's extremely well said. And also, too, on top of that, as far as we have another research study that just came out now, and I wanted to bring this up because I know still a lot of people, surprising enough to me, I still see a lot of people constantly drinking out of aluminum cans, whether it be, you know, energy drinks, whether it be soda, whether it be beer, whatever it, you want to put in an aluminum can, you see it all the time. I mean, every convenience store, every, you know, Publix deli, everything. You always see cases and cases and cases. Well, we've known for years that Alzheimer's and aluminum toxicity are very well connected. And there's been research that's gone back and forth of what may cause it, what causes this, what's in the brain as far as the aluminum and the brain. Well, what's interesting now, a new research study that just came out last month appears to show a very, very troubling link between aluminum in the brain and early signs of Alzheimer's disease. And researchers have known for years that aluminum had something to do with it. But now Keele University scientists have discovered that the metal pops up in the same place in the brain as the tangles of the tau protein that appear in the early stages of the disease. According to the research published last month in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease Reports, the discovery suggests that it's possible that aluminum could even play a role in forming those tangles and plaques which precede the onset of Alzheimer's in the first place to begin with. They said the presence of these tangles is associated with neuron cell death, and the observations of aluminum in these tangles highlights a role for aluminum in their formation. Now, does that mean you probably need to stop drinking out of aluminum cans? Yeah, in my opinion, it definitely would. When you start realizing the research and what they're starting to show here, and they said aluminum accumulation has been associated with Alzheimer's disease for nearly half a century. But it was a meticulously specific study. They're defining now the extramolecular interaction of aluminum and other multivalent metals that may be critical in the formation of Alzheimer's disease. That's what we've talked about for years. Don't be using metal pans to cook with. Always either use steel, cast iron steel at the very least, primarily stainless steel. Stainless is the best one. But do not be using aluminum pans. And this is something that a lot of people, it's hard to find now. I'll tell you that because I've even had difficulty finding it. A lot of times you've got to order stuff online, and it's not cheap anymore. Stainless pots are not cheap. You know, egg pans are not cheap. And But most of the time when you find it, you'll find them now, and it'll say, like, stainless steel clad aluminum, which means it's aluminum inside, and it's got stainless on the outside, which I guess isn't as bad, but in my opinion, I don't want any aluminum touching it. And then, like I said, the most part you see now is the deodorants and the aluminum cans. The aluminum cans are one of the easiest things to catch out of your diet because I can tell you right now, not much good comes in an aluminum can. Just think about that next time you're at the store buying stuff. What are you buying that's in an aluminum can to drink fluid out of, and do you think it's healthy to put in your body? Let's be honest with you. If you really want to go and you need to get a drink for something, try to get it in glass. Glass is the absolute best. You can pay a little money for it, something like that. But I've always told people before, I've seen a lot of people – 
they may want to have an organic beer or something like that. I said, dude, if you're going to do that, at least get in the bottles. Don't get in aluminum, man. Don't put aluminum in your body. And the next one that a lot of people do that don't even realize it is the aluminum deodorant on a regular basis. And if people realize how invasive, toxic aluminum is to the body and how much it's grossly contributed to Alzheimer's, just like here in this research study, and I'll put this on the page of the website today, they would drop aluminum deodorant immediately. I, I haven't used aluminum deodorant in probably 15 years. I really actually never use it much. That's why we have the magnesium deodorant that actually works fairly decent here. And that's actually beneficial for you. It helps increase your levels of magnesium. But please, my friends, when you start seeing this stuff, and because remember, we're getting exposed to aluminum in multiple other ways. I mean, we already know what's in the rainwater via the chemtrails. We have the research from the rainwater testing from our property that we collected and basically steam distilled petri dishes and sent the water off sealed to a testing lab. You can see the levels of barium and aluminum in it that are both above the EPA allowed for even drinking water. And that was in the rain, my friends, the rain after about two to three days of heavy chemtrail spraying. And we don't live around any, you know, giant phosphate plants. We don't live around any nuclear sites. We don't live around anything that would be polluting that level of aluminum up into the sky to basically pollute the rainwater that quickly. So realize the aluminum's everywhere. But when you start putting it on your armpits right into your lymphatic system, that's probably one of the worst ones you can do. Then you're chugging it down with an aluminum can drink. Then you're going to make dinner in an aluminum can pan. We wonder why we're starting to see the levels of early onset Alzheimer's and dementia. It's such a horrific number right now. So again, do your research on that and realize this is not something you want to put in your body. Anything else you want to add on that, Dad? Uh, yeah, Austin, the antiperspirant deodorants for women massively increased, apparently, to some research that I've seen, incidence of breast cancer. And so we can't be putting aluminum in our bodies. I mean, we can't be doing that. You know, the, the brains of Alzheimer's patients, when they are autopsied you know, after death, uh, they found huge amounts of aluminum in many cases. And so it's one of those things. That, and then when you combine the fluoride with the aluminum and you put alum in the water to basically clarify it, you have a massive increase in aluminum absorption through the blood. And so this is so important, guys, that we understand this. I mean, you know, if you're going to buy a stainless steel pan, they're going to be expensive. It's going to be hard to find them without aluminum in the stainless steel as far as for the bottom with the cladding. If you want to buy a cheap frying pan, get cast iron. We've got like an 8-inch cast iron pan. I use it like every day like four or five times. I like it. You season it, put some butter, put some oil in it. You wipe it out and clean it, and it cooks really well. It requires very, very little oil. It hardly sticks at all. Where stainless will stick pretty good. you got to put a lot of oil or butter in it to increase the calories of the food. So I always try to cook in, stay in, the, in the cast iron. Then if I don't have cast iron, I will use stainless. If I don't have stainless, I will use glass. We don't have any aluminum pots and pans in the house whatsoever at all, period. Now, if you were in a survival setting and all you had was a – an aluminum pan to cook something in or whatever, oh, well, you should have prepared better than that. But the reality is, is you have to use it. You have to use it. But you're not in a survival setting right now. You don't have to use aluminum. Stay away from aluminum pots and pans. Stay away from aluminum chlorhydrate and antiperspirant deodorants. Like I said, it increases the risk of breast cancer by some studies. And there's high levels of aluminum in these tumors in these women who come down with breast cancer. We see it over and over and over. You know, and it's just simple. You know, like Austin said, you know, if you're going to have a beer, I don't drink beer very often. I may have a beer, gosh, 
every couple of years I may have a beer. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a beer. There's not. There's nothing wrong with having a beer, a glass of wine. You just have to be careful. If you've got a problem with alcoholism, you don't need to keep that stuff in the house, and you don't need to be drinking a beer or a glass of wine every once in a while. You don't need to be drinking it every day. But if you have a glass of beer, get it in, the, in a bottle and not in a can. Really important. And same thing with wine. I mean, you know, people have wine coolers now that come in cans. I'm like, what the heck? Why are you drinking? Just, I don't even like wine. It's, it's just disgusting to me. But the reality is, is that, you know, if you're going to drink anything, be it water, iced tea, or whatever, use stainless steel or use glass. Now, preferably, I prefer glass over stainless. I prefer glass over like a stainless steel Yeti. The problem with that is if you want to keep the beverage cold, the Yeti does a good job or one of the knockoffs of the Yeti. And if you're in a car, it doesn't get broken if you have an accident, if you have to keep it secured. Anyhow, so it doesn't fly around in the car, and it doesn't spill as easily. So be very, very careful. But I always try to use glass when I can, and if not, I'll use stainless. But so, but don't be drinking out of aluminum cans. Austin's absolutely right. You've got to avoid that kind of stuff because it's just simply not healthy for you whatsoever that you do that. I mean, it's so important that we understand that. Now, you know, here's a couple other things I want to talk to you about, too. You know, we've got to ask ourselves a question about what's really going on globally. We have to talk about who's really orchestrating all of these shortages they're having in Europe now. And it's back to the same group. I had a friend of mine yesterday, Sharon and I knew her for the last 25, 30 years. And we were talking to her, and she's in England, and she says the shortages in England are unbelievable. She said there's so many people now who can't get certain products or certain goods anymore because of Brexit, because it wasn't planned out property, and basically the economy in England is completely and totally destroyed. She said almost all the small shops are out of business. She goes, and go down downtown London, almost all the shops are out of business. This is the same thing they did in New York. They want to destroy – the economies all over the world so they can slow down the velocity of money so they don't create hyperinflation with all of the money that both Donald Trump, let's not forget he's an actor on the stage too, and this Biden. Biden's not even an actor. He's a prop. He's like something that basically showed up in a crypt one day that was dead, and they have to resurrect him and basically do electroconvulsive shock therapy on him to get him to move and to stand him up in front of people. Or they're putting a body double in, wearing a mask and glasses and a hat, so you don't know who he is. But he basically is such a joke that it's almost hard to believe. I, they were, he was doing a speech this past weekend, and he started talking about an 11-year-old little girl. I mean, it was just – it was creepy the way he was talking about this little 11-year-old. Creepy. I mean, this guy's a hardcore weirdo pedophile, just like his son, Hunter. The difference is they're putting him in front of us to try to think he's supposed to be normal. And what blows my mind is this. And Democrats, I'm going to fuss at you for a minute. Why did you vote for him? And I know that I know the election was fraudulent. I got that. I got the fact that the election was fraudulent and that he would have won regardless of who voted for him. Got that one. We've all figured that one out. But here's the thing. There are people out there that still voted for him. It's the same thing with Obama, hardcore communist gay guy who's married to a guy who's a transgender, Michael, and we voted for him. I didn't vote for him. The Democrats voted for him. Where are your values? What happened to you? Why do you feel that when you put a hardcore communist and you put them into the White House, that's going to be any benefit for you? Is it because of the free money they want to give you? Is that it? Is it because you don't want to work? Is that it? Is that you don't want to have a job that you have to go to eight to five and work every day or you just want to basically lay around the house and 
watch porn all day? I mean, what's your deal? Why do you not want to be productive? I mean, don't you realize that you need to have a goal to accomplish in your life in order to continue to be productive? The Bible says without a vision, my people perish. Oh, but that's right. You guys don't read the Bible, do you? Because you've been completely programmed through the school system via the Frankfurt School that there is no God and that we basically have to do what thou wilt through basically Aleister Crowley and basically live a hedonistic lifestyle. Is that the only reason you're here? Think through this for a second. If everybody stops working, who's supposed to pay the bills? Where's the productivity supposed to come from? And that's the thing that blows my mind, Austin, when I see what's going on globally. And I see all of these countries, my friends and my family in Germany have said that Germany is destroyed. It is no more. And I warned them this was going to happen. When they refused to get politically involved years ago, I warned them that the immigration into the Germany was going to crush the economy and crush Germany and crush the DNA of the Germans. I warned them. You bring a bunch of Somalians into Germany with a 56 to a 68 IQ, you're going to really affect the DNA pool. Just thought I'd mention that. You can't have people running complex equipment in a BMW and Mercedes factory with a 56 or a 68 IQ. It doesn't work very well for very long before that person basically throws a big wrench into the equipment. And so here's the deal, guys. Think through what they're doing to us. Why are they intentionally killing us? Why are they forcing us into satanic servitude with 666 social distancing, with basically putting masks on us, which I still see people all over the central Florida area wearing masks in their cars, walking in parking lots in bright sunlight, wearing masks. And I wonder, is your programming that absolute, that complete, that you can't think through this any longer, that you can't just take supplements? And don't get me wrong. I'm going to say it again. The coronavirus, this stuff that came over from the Wuhan lab that had an HIV component and had a SARS component attached to it, it was very real, but it quickly mutated. D, zinc, potassium iodide, vitamin C, all of these things that build the immune system help to fight any type of virus, including the flu or the cold. We all know that. And we also know that ivermectin has turned into like the new penicillin, which is like a, the equivalent of zinc as far as what it does. And so we have to understand that these guys are giving us a solution for a problem that they created, which didn't have near the death rate they were hoping for, and that these vaccines that they're not, these are DNA injection, RNA injection devices to change your DNA, to change your RNA, that these compounds that they're injecting into you are going to have a much higher death rate than this pandemic HIV, SARS coronavirus ever had. I'm telling you guys, by the fall of this year, when people's immune systems are so compromised, because remember, there's over a 100 more injections in the pipeline over a hundred and people are going to line up i got to get my injection this month i got to get my injection this month i got to get my injection this month got to get my all these young people dying all these old people dying all these people having heart problems endothelial problems blood vessel problems strokes and digestive problems including lesions in their intestinal tract remember all the animals died of septus all of this stuff is going to get much 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 pronounced much more pronounced as the cold and flu season comes back upon us. Mark my word on it. Now, will you ever know about it? Will they ever tell you in the media? No, probably not. They're not going to let you know. Why? Because they don't want you to know that this is happening. And if it does get out into the media, they'll say, the reason this is happening is because the people have not all been vaccinated and we haven't reached herd immunity yet. How many times have you heard that? 
They're going to blame it on the Patriots until they decide to put a scarlet letter on us, I guess. You know, a UV for unvaxxed. You peasant, wear your scarlet letter. We have to distance from you. No, this is where they want to go with the satanic stuff they're doing to us, guys. It's so important to stand against this. It's so important to tell people the truth and just say no. You got, they got to get your permission, guys. They got to get your permission. You know, they're telling you what they believe. They're telling you what they do. They had another big interview with Jim Caviezel that got published out there. He's telling the truth about what's going on in the world, and they are eviscerating him more and more and more and more. Why? Because they told him they would destroy him, and they told Mel Gibson they would destroy him if he released the movie The Passion of the Christ. And they're continuing to come against Christianity with their atavistic hatred. Some of the movies that are coming out right now are the most filthy, most disgusting, most vile things you've ever seen. Don't go to those movies. Don't go to them. If the movie is ridiculously horrible and you walk into it and the language starts or the scenes start getting re- – just get up and walk out. Get up and walk out and ask for your money back. So important to stand your ground in every single thing you do and don't allow these clowns to program you. And be very, very careful what you look at online and always keep your cookies turned off. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, and that's what they're, if you've noticed now, as far as with Hollywood and a lot of stuff they're starting to do is, as I said this repeatedly, they're trying to normalize a lot of stuff. This is why they came out with the Lord of the Rings. This is why they came out with the Harry Potter. This is why they've been coming out with more and more satanic witchcraft stuff with all types of weird things they're trying to get everybody normalized to. This is why, if you notice, the horror movie genre now is no more the old, you know, Friday the 13th slasher film and weird stuff like that. Granted, I'm not saying those movies were good. I mean, they were they were pretty sadistic as well. But I saw some of those, you know, when I was younger. And the stuff they have coming out now, you know, I, if I'm in the movies and some of that stuff comes on the previews, I'll close my eyes. I don't even want it in my brain. This was, I saw some, some preview started the other day, and it was like The Conjuring, The Devil's Work or something. I, I, I just closed my eyes. I'm not, I don't even want to put that imagery in my brain because it, it's just become so sadistic and so satanic. Oh, that's why. They're wanting to get that out there. They're wanting people to get desensitized to it. And whether you believe it or not, when you watch those really, 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 really sick satanic films like that, it desensitizes you to that behavior, to those topics, to that ideology. And it slowly brings that negative frequency down to where, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal if they go put up a statue of Baphomet with two children on his lap over there, you know, to school. It's not a big deal if they're promoting to our children now that, you know, it's okay to basically do whatever you want and be whatever gender you want and basically run around and pretend you're a boy or a girl when you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. That's a, you know, you got, you got to be tolerant. You got to be tolerant. Here's the problem I always have with this tolerant ideology that it's so funny it's this is supposed to be tolerant yet it's shoved down our throats with a water hose and then if we question it or say i don't really agree with that i don't like that water hose they basically call you a racist neo-nazi white supremacist bigot and you go but i i just what happened to being tolerant i just i'm not i'm not okay with that behavior i'm not i'm not i'm not okay with that oh they flip out 
It's always one way for them and no way for you. That's why I've told you a long time ago, I stop having any tolerance for that behavior when it's projected on me. Now, like I said before, if somebody wants to be a grown adult and they want to go cross-dress in the privacy of their own home and do weird stuff, I don't care because I don't know about it. It's not my problem. They can go be perverts on their own. But you got a grown man that walks into a girl's bathroom and wants to pretend he's a girl while he's walking around in a dress, I'm not going to be okay with that if I know my daughter's in the bathroom, my wife's in the bathroom. I'm going to have a direct confrontation with that, flat out. I'm not going to be tolerant because because you want to have a mental disorder and you want to be a cross-dressing pervert and you want to go into a women's bathroom doesn't mean that I have to be okay with that, period. Nor do you, nor does anybody. That's that concept that's eluded the American populace now with the form of tolerance and political correctness that, hey, we just got to accept it. We just got to deal with it. We just got to accept it because that's that's just what, what we have to do. No, we don't. We, we don't. Nobody can force you to accept that type of behavior. So again, my friends, the same thing as I said before. Nobody can force you to get this experimental injection. Now, put this out there. Last Friday, if you saw this, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission on Friday last week said employers are allowed under federal law now to require the COVID vaccine before they can physically return to work. But here's the caveat with this. They must provide reasonable accommodations for workers who refuse the shots due to disability, pregnancy, or religious reasons. This is why I have told you repeatedly, if you're in a state that has religious exemptions, which a large percentage of states do, I highly suggest you get those. I have them for my kids. I personally have one. I know a lot of friends that are getting them for their kids. It is crucial. It is crucial right now. They're going for blood on this right now. They're going for kill shots. They want to get every single person injected, and they're going to try to do everything they can, whether or not it's making your workplace so horrific, whether or not it's trying to coerce you, whether it's not it's trying to bribe you, or whether or not at some point they're going to try to force you through social bullying, which is what they're going to start doing next. Now, they, they've tried the carrot on a stick. They've tried the $500 gift cards at Bolt House Farms, and they're doing all this stuff now. Now they're trying to say that you can't come back to work or you have to wear a mask at all times. Now I told you guys, one of my doctor friends in Kansas City, they put a big memo out that you have to be COVID tested. The stupid, unreliable, ineffective PCR test. You have to take a COVID test every Friday now if you don't want to get your COVID injection. Now, and that's another legal loophole that they're trying to push out there. However, that one kind of sets it up from a lawsuit standpoint, especially if you basically say, well, I'm not going to continue to take COVID tests the rest of my life in order to be employed here, and I'm not going to take a COVID injection because I have a religious exemption. That puts us basically in a precarious situation. What these businesses are trying to do is they're trying to get make it so horrific that you're going to accept it. But remember, you always have to consent at the end of the day. They always hand you the paper. They always show you what you're getting, and they always make you say yes. They have to with this. So understand that if that means you've got to change positions at a job, that's that can be pretty horrible sometimes. I've been there, done that. But if this is where it's going to go, this is where they're going to take it. Look at the writing on the wall with your business or your company on how far they're basically going to take this because it's going to get more and more aggressive. And then the point where I said before where I've already had 
employees email me this. They're making it so horrific, and what they're doing is they're basically social shaming you. You can wear a mask, but you, or you can't wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask you get shot, but you have to wear a mask you haven't been shot. Well, I've already told numerous people the legal loophole around that is just stop wearing a mask. If somebody asks you anything about it, say, I do not want to disclose my medical history, period. That is violation of HIPAA. I do not discuss that. I do not talk about it. But I'm not wearing a mask for a reason. Well, okay. Let's kind of leave it at that. Now, they can try to escalate it, I guess, if they want. But at least down here in Florida and a bunch of other free states, Alabama, I think Mississippi, Texas, Montana, a bunch of states now have signed the vaccine and, and no vaccine passport, so to speak, meaning nobody can ask you about getting your shot. This is something that's going to continue to go on, my friends. This is not over yet. The fight is just beginning. And Dad said at the beginning, nobody's coming to save us. If it is to be, it's up to us. So, again, thank you for your support. Have a blessed Memorial Day. Remember what this day's about. We have Freedom 5 coupon code for sale for everybody across the board. All products that are regular priced are on sale. That excludes kits. However, I do have the food buckets and the meat buckets on sale and on kits, and the coupon code goes on them. I'm trying to make sure everybody stays prepped right now with what we're seeing with inflation and what I'm already getting notified from a lot of my suppliers in the pipeline over the next 3 to 6 to 12 months. There's going to start being massive increases in product. I'm not saying that to spook anybody. I'm letting you know that right now. That is something that is happening very, very abruptly. That's why fuel's almost at $5 a gallon in California now. That's why you're seeing the cost of food in restaurants. They're saying now that brisket's up 185%, chicken's up 70%. Inflation, they already stated, is at 4.2%, which I think that's massively, massively undervalued as far as I think it's going much higher than that. But that's what they're telling us it is right now. Remember... This is how it always starts, and they're doing everything they can, like Dad said, to keep the velocity of money down. But there's only so much they can do when you start seeing these shortages and costs go through the roof. So, again, Freedom 5, use it on the website. It's good through midnight tonight. Thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters. I appreciate all the support. This is something we can't do without you. Our listeners, our customers, our health masters, family, our friends, we all are in this together, and we're continuing to get the truth out there as aggressively as we can. Thank you so much, my friends. Have a blessed, safe night. Stay prepped as always, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.
broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 